Hello and welcome to the Stafford Boxing Report. You all know who I am. I'm Sheila. <laughs> it's in your face. I'm Stafford. Stafford Boxing. The making of champions. Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 hello. We're glad that you were able to tune in to the Stafford Boxing Report. We greatly appreciate your views and comments. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at I am Stafford and I am Stafford Boxing on social media. Yes, yes, yes. So we have a great show today. There was something that, I, well, actually, I wanted to go back to last Monday, which was August 8th. My husband had spoke about character. That was his gold nugget that he left us all with. And I just kept on thinking about character, 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 character. And it brought me back to when you were going to the uh, Georgia State Capitol and you were working on your Resolution 74, which is the support for minority-owned plasma centers. Mm -hmm. And the process that it has to go through, it's called dual. And what that is, it has to pass through the House, and then it has to pass through the Senate. Yeah, I was going for a dual resolution. Dual resolution, gotcha. So the reason why I wanted to bring this back up was because there was a time when there was a civil suit that was going on. No, what happened? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was dissolved. Well, we had we had rectified because the judge ruled in your favor. Yeah, he yeah. Yeah, the judge ruled in your favor. It's some time back, so I'm a little fuzzy with it. So I'm gonna try my best to. But get don't worry this. about it though. But I. Will assist her. So there was a gentleman, his name I believe was BJ Pack. Yeah, he was BJ Pack. And he was actually a former Republican, a member of the Georgia House of Representatives. Well, he still is a Republican. He still is a Republican, but, but he was part of the uh, House of Representatives for the state of Georgia. Got you. So Stafford was going up there to, and he was putting in a lot of sweat equity, oh, 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 as can usual. I, can I tell him this right quick? Yeah, right. go ahead. First of all, I had no background whatsoever or trying to get a um, any type of legislative bill passed at the Georgia State Capitol. Uh, this was pure determination. Um, I did a little bit of research, and I had wrote my own resolution. And the re resolution was for uh, the, the support of African Americans to have an opportunity in the blood plasma industry in the state of Georgia. And so... When I wrote the resolution, so many people told me that it wasn't going to pass. The state of Georgia is very conservative on both sides, the Republicans, excuse me, the House and the Senate. And I was trying to get a dual resolution. So getting a dual resolution is kind of like it being into law. So at the time, like my wife was saying, uh, there was a civil matter that I was in dispute and uh, attorney B.J. Pack who was the former attorney general for the United States uh, District Court, Northern District of Atlanta. So he was sitting on that committee. And so uh, Representative Roger Bruce 
had introduced the resolution. And I, I can't remember what committee he had sat on, but he had sat on that committee. And so when the uh, committee came up, excuse me, when the resolution came up for the committee to vote on, um, B.J. Pack, Attorney B.J. Pack, he said that he couldn't vote on it because it was a, a conflict of interest. But in all reality, what it was was that me being not an attorney, I was able to win my situation um, against him. And so as a result, he turned around and, you know, just destroyed the whole thing. So, but I, And I want to say this part, too, because this is important. For everybody, even though he denied it and wouldn't let it go through, I really have to honor my husband and commend him for him not giving up. When that news came about, yes, he was devastated, devastated, cried, I cried, crushed. I crushed. remember it, and it wasn't a good feeling. And as being his wife, I had felt the same thing. So. I had to encourage him, but the man that he is, he got into his word, he believed in the word, he stood on the word, and he went back into the fight, just like boxing, he went back into the fight because he needed to put more sweat equity into it. So I remember this, I remember it as it was yesterday. When you went back to the Capitol, you were actually wanted to speak to one of the senators. Yeah. So and I remember you had told me that before you had left the house. You said when you get there you're going straight to go speak with the senator. Yeah. But I don't remember the senator's name though. Yeah, I, I, I forgot his name too, but so when attorney BJ Pack disrupted that resolution in the House, I turned my focus to the Senate. And so um a guy by the name of Melvin Everson had recommended me to a couple of, um, you know, representatives, excuse me, senators at the state. Matter of fact, he said, go to this person, go to that person. I'm not going to admit that was that was a real boss move because your name and reputation is, is, is everything. And if your name is in good standing and if you go to execute certain things, people will definitely move on your behalf because of the name. It adds value. It brings weight. So anyway... I was in the elevator and um, I was going to go see one of the senators that was on the, the uh, I think, the Health and Science Committee where my resolution was going to go before the committee. And so it's kind of like a process before uh, a resolution get passed. So anyway, I was in the elevator and I saw this senator and I was like, you know what? I was on my way to go to your office to meet with you, you know, to talk with you about my resolution. He said to me that because of your character, that when you didn't get the resolution passed in the House, and then the first time when you didn't get the uh, resolution passed in the Senate, your character gave us the confidence and the ability on your behalf to grant you this resolution before the Senate. So I'm going to speak with all the rest of my colleagues about your resolution and because of your character, meaning like he said, I wasn't on social media and I wasn't talking bad about the Georgia State Senators. I didn't, you know, pull the race card or anything. I I, I continue to be professional 
and respectful to those who did not approve of my resolution the first time. And then the situation with attorney uh, BJ Pack, I did not say anything negative about him as well. All my issues were dealt with privately. Like my wife said, I went and got into my word. You know, my uh, you know my wife just consulted me. She you know she supported me. She gave me the confidence to um, you know get back up and get back into the fight. As like a fighter when he you know in that particular round and he was in there fighting, so he goes to the corner and the trainer tells him, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. Give him some water, give him his mouthpiece. He go back in. And, you know, like using that situation compared to boxing is basically like your training, your conditioning. So let me give you an example. So because of other things in my life that I had experienced, it gave me the strength to get back up and, and fight. I had the endurance to continue to fight, but then I knew how to uh, deal with this particular fight. So. I was reading Cuss the Motto book, and Cuss would say, when you, uh, as a fighter, you want to spar with different um, fighters because if you fight with the same, if, excuse me, if you spar with the same fighter, you can only obtain a certain level of skill set. That fighter can only offer you so much. So Cuss, he encouraged to spar with different fighters because different fighters have different techniques and style, and it, and it will prepare you more to be successful in the ring. So with that being said, me going through so much in my life and dealing with business and trying to deal with the plasma industry and trying to get the plasma center up off the ground and just going ups and down, I learned so much from the experiences. Yes, they were very, you know, um, like my wife would say, bone crushing, but at the same time, it gave me the experience to help me later on in a different type of fight. And, you know, being around a lot of people and just reading the word of God, it just gave me the, the, the knowledge that I was seeking because me not having a father, uh, I couldn't go to anyone to tell me how to deal with this. I went to the word and through the word, it spoke to my heart. And I would receive the word and internalize it, and then I would go for it and I would apply it to certain situations. So with that being said, the reason why they passed my um, resolution was because of my character. And like my wife said, the reason why she wanted to bring up character, because of last week I had talked about character. And so she said that um, when we got off air was that she wanted to talk about character and use me as an example for the House, excuse me, the Senate Resolution 74. And I want to say thank you, baby, for just acknowledging me um, before the world and giving me an opportunity to share a little bit about my testimony. And I, I really appreciate, you know, just sharing it on this platform. So you did a great job of introducing um, the people and giving them an example, a live example through me about character. And so it was only my character that got that Senate passed. Yes, it was prayers from above, but I had to do my part. And character, like I said last week, your education, your experience will get you to the door of that opportunity, but your character will determine how far you go through that door. And like I said, I, I, I don't have no experience in lobbying, lobbying any type of 
bills whatsoever. I do not have a, a desire to be a politician. I do not have a desire to do anything as it relates to politics. But the vision, my passion, um, led me down that road to obtain that experience and it was very successful and fulfilling and I appreciate that shit. No problem. So I just wanted to speak about my grandmother just for a moment and then I'm gonna go into the some history with women in in the boxing industry. But my grandmother's name was or is Martha Williams. She was a wonderful woman. She was a God-fearing woman. Um, when I was young, I just didn't realize whom I was blessed to always have as my grandmother and just to be in her presence. Because I was crying the other day because I missed her and I've really been thinking about her. And she also was a woman of character and integrity. And I don't know, maybe sometimes you all may have seen a video where or in a movie where you'll see in New York the guy sitting on like those benches or whatnot. Well, that's how it was in New York. And when my grandmother and I would pass, I mean, even the street guys, the thugs had the utmost respect for my grandmother. So I want to honor my grandmother. I want to honor her every day, how I act how I interact with other people, just really being a woman of God. And on the other podcast, I told people that I was adopted and my grandmother tr really, truly, truly loved me. She was patient. She was forgiving. And she loved me like I was her blood granddaughter. So I just wanted to say, Grandma Martha Williams, I love you. And you were a great woman and a great role model. So, and she could dress too. Ooh, cause she dressed. Hey Sheila, you know what? I, you know, I really commend you uh, for sharing your testimony uh, with people because you and I, we are very private people. And I know that your grandmother is extremely proud of you, of the woman that you have become, the wife that you are to me, uh, the role model that you are to so many young women out here that look up to you. Uh, you have done an amazing work. I appreciate and that. Thank even you. though we've come a long way, but we still have work more, to do. more work to do. <laughs> but I, I, I can assure you, and I feel very confident in my spirit and yeah, heart, that your grandmother is extremely proud of you. You're very classy. You're a very classy woman. I'm, I'm very fortunate you. for you to be my wife. You know, And I told you that this morning, um, how grateful I am and appreciative and for the things that you do. And see, the Stafford Boxing Report is not only a platform where we talk about boxing and, you know, the women in boxing, men in boxing, uh, the history, uh, the politics in boxing, but we also talk about life. And I think that's just, that's what makes us uh, unique in this platform, um, excuse me, on this platform, is that we are very diverse. Uh, our niche into the boxing industry is a husband and a wife, we're coming together, we're working together to make a cause. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to share was about how important the Stafford Boxing Club is to me and eventually Stafford Boxing Gym. So I see so many kids in my community that definitely needs uh, the Stafford Boxing Gym. And I say that because 
they don't have a, a lot of places to, to go to without being into the streets and getting into things that would change the course of their lives. And I was speaking to uh, one of our um, female friends. Her name is Sarah, and she works with uh, Truist Bank, and we were, you know, having a conversation today, this morning. And, you know, the thing that I got out of Sarah was, well, I told her that, you know, one of the things that I'm kind of uncomfortable with is, uh, you know, I'm in a, you know, a vulnerable situation, and... Sarah has invited me and Sheila to this event. And a lot of these people, they are very successful. I mean, they are, they are movers and shakers. Now, I'm very confident. I'm a very confident man. I know who I am in, in God. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just a confident man. I mean, my wife wouldn't be with me if I wasn't a confident man. And I don't think a woman would respect a man the way that my wife respects me if I wasn't a confident man. But I think that like, you know, walking with God and, and just studying his word and just reading other books, I think you have to be honest with yourself. And, you know, speaking with Sarah, I was letting her know, like going into this situation, you know, it puts me in a very uncomfortable situation. One is, I'm gonna be honest, I, I'm, you know, I, I haven't, you know, been around a lot of Caucasian people. I mean, I'm mostly around African-Americans. And I know that where God has taken us, you know, I have to, you know, get outside my comfort zone. And, you know, just sharing with Sarah, just being just straight up, like, hey, man, you know what? This is a little bit uncomfortable for me. But I see God, he's he, He's stretching us. He's stretching Sheila and I and He's taking us to a different level. And so with that being said, I look at this as him preparing us. And it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be honest with yourself. And just like Custom Auto talks about like fear, you know, if you can acknowledge fear, that's great. But don't let fear overwhelm you. And so the fact that I was able to just be honest with her and share that part with her, you know, it it brought me back to a you know, passage in the Bible, just some information that I was reading. And in nutshells, like, it's okay to be honest. And at the end of the day, I was telling Sarah something else, and she said, it's okay to ask people for help. And I know, like, in our community, um, we kind of, like, shy away, particularly us black men, we kind of shy away from asking for help because we feel vulnerable and people will use that asking for help as a way to uh, try to attack your character or the person that you are, et cetera. So a lot of us men, we go through life knowing that we need help, but we don't want to help ask for help because of the backlash that comes with help for asking. But it, it's okay. You know, it's, it's, it's okay to ask for help if you truly need help and you are asking for help to help others. And that's what the Stafford Boxing Club, the Stafford Boxing Gym is about. It's about helping these kids, the at-risk kids. It's very um, discouraging when I see these kids running up down the street, they pants down. I'm like, look, man, if you're going to wear your pants down, you might well take them off, man. Straight up, squat business, man. I mean, it just, that's just not what I believe, 
like great fighters of our past, like Muhammad Ali, uh, Joe Frazier, Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Robinson. Uh, you know, when I look at pictures of Custom Model, I don't see his pants down. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know where that type of uh, fashion come from, but when you trying to elevate in life, you know, if your pants down, it's going to hold you down. But if your pants up, you want to come up. Facts, facts, facts. So I'm excited because I've been learning so much with women in the boxing industry. So did you know that the first advertisement was in London? in 1722. Hmm. I believe it was with Elizabeth Wilkinson who fought Hannah Highfield. Hmm. 1722, the first advertisement for women boxing. It was in, you said it was in London? In London, which is really not surprising. And then women, as we probably all know or we don't know, they've been fighting under the radar. And I really respect these women, and let me just tell you why. During certain times, they still continue to do what they wanted to do, what they love to do, and the passion for boxing. Even though they wasn't getting credit, they wasn't getting you know, certain advertisements now, the marketing like we have now, but they still did it. And they kept going. And that's why so many women before us, I'm so grateful for them because now I have the opportunity as a woman to be able to do what it is that I want to do. And then my husband and I together within the boxing industry. So that's why I'm really into the history of women and boxing. And also, they fought for charity, and they also helped with the aid of World War One. Mm. That is big time. That's big time. The aid to help within the aid of World War One. Come on now. Scrapbook boxing. Good afternoon, family. Hey, scrapbook boxing. I was wondering when you were coming. <laughs> What's up? What's up? And also, women wrote about boxing and there's a lady named Catherine Fullerton Gerald. Hmm. She's an American writer. She was born in Massachusetts. Hmm. She actually wrote about the Jack Dempsey and Jean Tunney fight, which was a controversial fight. And I'm going to tell you why, but they also had a mil. It was a million dollar gate. That's like a million dollars, like for the tickets for them to come in live wow. gate. It was actually like a million dollars, and Gene Tunney took a million, got a million dollars for just fighting for forty minutes. Oh, wow! So Jack Dempsey, also manager, whose name is Tex Richardson made a section for women spectators. That's how he promoted Dempsey's bouts. It was called the Wren section. No, the, the Jenny Wren section, I'm sorry. So that was for women spectators. Hey, hold up. Look at here, man. You see how detailed my wife is about 
the women in boxing. You see what I'm saying? Like, she's talking like, man, I'm talking about she going, I mean, man, hold up. She bringing in-depth history about women in boxing. And, and baby, look, mm -hmm. you had talked about Jack Dempsey. And hey, let me tell you something. But, but no, 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 oh, no, no, no. So I believe it was two, hold on one second. It was two million six hundred and fifty thousand dollars with all with the gross receipts. And the reason why it was a controversial fight, because when Dempsey knocked out Tunney, Dempsey didn't go straight to his corner. He was still around Tunney. Mm. So the referee couldn't start counting. He started counting five seconds later, but then 15 seconds passed, so Tunney was able to recuperate and get back up. Oh. But then Tunney ended up, well, I wouldn't say knockout because when he hit Dempsey, Dempsey like touched his knee on the ground. And I think it was after he got up, that's when the referee had started counting for that one. So that's why it was controversial. So not only was there women boxers, but there was also women that wrote about the sport of boxing, scrapbook boxing manager, Jack Kearns, promoter, Tex Richard Tunney was dropped in the seventh round. Yes, and that's by scrapbook boxing. Also, I want to talk about in 1876, I believe, um, it was Nell Saunders and Rosa Harton, they fought. And they had their first official fight in New York. I believe it was called at the, it was called the Hills at New York. And also, Haiti Stewart, she is the first female boxing champion. Mm. And there's also a lady named Polly Fairclough. She was she was the first to fight, first female to fight at London, in London at the National Sporting Club. And I believe that she fought men. And she also had an expedition fight with Jack jo Jack Johnson in Dublin. Mm, you're talking about the... Yes. Mm. So you cannot tell me that women boxers, fighters, athletes, that they are not exciting. They did what they had to do, how they had to do it. They were not scared. They did not back down. And I can say this, though. Whoops. I can see why they chose to fight men. Why? Because when you fight men, you can take pain better from when you fight with a female. Talking about the punches? The punches. And the punches are going to be different and they're going to come different. So it's more so like a learning experience that they were actually do. So I have nothing but respect for all these female fighters and female fighters too. And we're actually going to talk about some of the fighters that's coming up September 10th at the O2 Arena in UK. Yes. But back to Jack Dempsey.
He also, oh, Jack Dempsey was a migrant worker. He knew what it was to be hungry. If there's such thing as your stomach being below E, he experienced that and he was homeless. So with him working any time that he had that was free, he would fight. And that's how he was able to make extra money where he would be able to find a hotel, stay in a hotel, and also put some food in his stomach. And he was a ferocious fighter. Ferocious. I was waiting for you to say the word ferocious. He was ferocious. Ferocious. He fought the giant. I think his last name was Willard. Willard also fought Jack Johnson. But that fight with Dempsey and... That was not fair at all. Because Wait, he went crucial. He did the Dipsy yeah, double shift. He did the Dipsy double shift on him too. And it was so loud that they couldn't hear the bell. And Dempsey left. And they had to hurry up and, and get him. And he had to finish the fight. So Dempsey then once he retired, that's his one wife. Of, that's that's one of our favorite fighters. Oh, we of read all time. one of his books yeah. too. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. We can't tell y'all all our, you know what I'm saying, gumbo that we like because we want to say that for our kids. And and by the grace of God, we will eventually have us a, a world champion that come through the Stafford Boxing Club. But, uh, yes, Jack Dempsey, he was ferocious. And also Jack Dempsey, he loved pit bulls too. Uh, I got a photo of Jack Dempsey, him and a little dog. But during that time, uh, that bloodline was Kobe. And the reason why you can tell it was Kobe because uh, if you watch Little Rascals, they had the pit bull one had yeah. the little spot. Yeah. You know that was the, the the bloodline of the Kobe bloodline of uh, bulldogs. So I'm game. I'm game in this boxing industry. I'm game in that box. You get what I'm saying? I'm the staff of boxing. We just game like that. But man, we love. Man, that boy Jack Dempsey was ferocious, boy. Scrapbook Boxing said, wow, you really know boxing. Hey, look at him, man. We, know a little some, some. We, are, we are students of the craft. Always. That's, that's all we are. We're just students of, of the craft. We're not trying to outshine the master. As Robert Greene would say, the student never should outshine the master. What we're doing is just, you know, just being humble and, and trying to learn as much as we can, but also use the knowledge that we obtain through life and apply it in the boxing industry, and in our club. Facts. So, the fight in UK. We already know the two main ones, but the other young ladies, oh my gosh. I need to start off with Caroline Dubois. Why? When I tell you this young one. lady has talent, she, a real she is passionate, she wants it. And I was watching an uh, interview. And one of the things that I like about her is she knows what she has to work on. Mm, that's important. And when you know and can see what you need to work on, that makes it even better. But let me tell you about her. She is, she is a Southpaw fighter. She's from England. She has, she can do long range shots. 
Bang, bang. She, what else can she do? Oh, her punches are precise. They're powerful. It's like when I was watching her train and then when I saw her in the Olympics 2018, by the way, you can see it's like she know it's like you can almost read her mind a little bit because once she's up on you and those one, two, threes, is really nothing that you can do about it. Baby, what you think Ooh, about Caroline her, DuBois? Her, her she's up and, um, she's up and coming. Uh, we're we're not gonna hear the last from her. I would love to have her on the show. We gotta we have to see. What do you think about her and Clarissa Oh Shields? boy. Do you think that'll be a good hey, that will be when she gets when she has more practice, more experience, it's a wrap. Because she said that she she wants it. It's like she wants to fight anyone. Yeah. And I can't stop thinking about her. So you all Look out for her. And she's a very humbled young lady, too. Baby, you know what? I want to say it was something that we had talked about last week. And we had talked about Don King, right? Oh, yeah. And, but <laughs> what I will say about Don King is that Don King, he puts on great fights. What I mean by that is, like, the top competitor and the top dog, they fight. And so... That's one of the great things about Don King, that he never shortchanged the boxing community or the fans with his fights. Now, in today's time, we don't see that type of level of uh, fights like it used to be. So, Don King, I want to, you know, say some positive things about you because oftentimes people say a lot of bad things about you, but... As students of the boxing industry, we see good fights, and we want to let you know that you have put on some amazing fights with some of the best fighters of our time in all classes. Gotcha. I agree. And she's also a world youth champion as well. And I think she's a four-times European champ, too. That She got a lot going on, and I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited to really see that fight. I wish she was the second one, but no disrespect to Michaela and Alicia. Baby, we got to hopefully... Oh, that's going to be a good fight. I, all of them are going to be good fights because I'm not going to talk about all the females because we don't have that type of time. But all these females, I believe they're going to bring a new, a new, yeah, new element in, in a crowd of more women. In the United States. Yes, to and, support and, the the sport of boxing, and so what UK I, they knew what they was doing, boy. Yeah. Do y'all know how many fights that the hey, women man, are gonna, gonna be? Because I'm really excited about this fight that's coming talking, up. Because it's like having the, having the women come to Atlanta, though. You feel what I'm saying? Like at the State Farm Arena. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So hopefully we can be that voice that can bring. Uh, woman boxing to the city of Atlanta. Now, I, I think that if I you, receive that. Yeah. I believe if women come to Atlanta, shh, okay, yeah, we're going to sell out. No cappuccino. Yeah. Yeah. So the person who she's going to be fighting is Melina Kaliva. She's from Bulgaria. She's an orthodox. 
That's her stance. Mm -hmm. And she's good, too. She has some power to it. She, she swings a little wild, but she, it's like her, she's, she's very strong. Like, you could tell, like, her body's just strong, and it almost seems like it'll She'll be. She's putting that work in. Yeah, she, she has. And, and I'm really looking for, I'm really looking forward. I'm looking forward to all the fights. But you know how you have that one where you're like, man, I'm telling you that Du Bois. Serious. She is the one. I so, wanna, I, I wanna see her in a Clarissa Shields fight though. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna tell y'all when she gets more experience, and she has a great trainer. I don't know his name, but you can also tell that when a boxer is being treated right. Mm. You can tell because she's just as happy, she's content, she's at peace, but she's ready to go to war when it when it when she it's game. there. She she's, she is she's gonna keep scratching all the way. So I will definitely be following Miss Dubois from England, where David Beckham is from, and they're known for their chips, fish and chips, and of course their tea as well as the Beatles. And you know what it's rude to do in England? To shout. Why? They don't like it. They just think that it's rude to just shout and to, and to be aggressive. Hmm. So I was, I was real curious about that. Okay, so Lauren Price is another one with Tamia Balik. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. So Lauren Price is from Wales. I was watching her. She was in the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Now she is a strategic fighter and she will measure her distance. But, and she has a mean left hook. Not the bam. Yeah, the woo-wee. And she's also a southpaw. And I like her too. I like all the women, but it's just certain ones that just stick out Baby, a little bit like, more. Do you like softball or you like just or fighters with the right hand? Which one? Or I I, I just can go both ways. It can go both ways with me, just as long as as you can fight and you putting in that work and you're taking it seriously. I don't care if you're southpaw or orthodox. So let me ask you a question. So let's say, for instance, you saw uh, a, a female fighter or a male fighter, mm -hmm. um, and that particular fighter wanted you to manage them. What is it that you believe that you can bring to the table um, that can help advance his or her career in the boxing industry, knowing the obstacles that are in your way in terms of like the the giants over there like Bob Abram, Top Rank, Don King, uh, Daz and, and the rest of those guys? Well, the first thing that I would do, what Cuss did, is to actually have a talk with the fighter first, just to see where they are at mentally, just period if there's anything that we need to know that they may be going through in their personal lives. It doesn't even matter. Mm. I, we can be trusted with that. I think that's the most important. 
I would let them know, talk about myself, and I'll just be like, look, you don't worry about anything. The only thing you have to worry about, or only thing not even worry about, so let's take worry out my vocabulary. The only thing you have to do is just come in and train. That's all you have to do. Everything else, that's what Stafford and I are here for. And if you just believe and just stay down, you, you, it's, it's really nothing to worry about because I'm not trying, look, I'm not trying to be cocky, right? I'm not. I am not a cocky person. I do have confidence, but I do believe because of how we carry ourselves and the type of people that we are, character and integrity and being believers, I believe that that's going to take us very far. Like my husband is a very great business person. I will say that he knows more about that than I do. Maybe you're too kind. Don't I would like say that. as of right now, I am interning. No, no. No, no, no. no. Listen, listen. I'm interning. And the reason why I'm saying that I'm interning, and there's nothing wrong with that, is because I'm watching and at the same time I'm also doing. I'm listening and I'm asking questions so I can have an understanding. There's nothing wrong because look, let me bring this up. I'm okay, Beyonce and Jay-Z, okay? Now I don't listen to the music unless I'm working out, taking my spin class, but Beyonce has Jay-Z. She has the plug right there. That's why she's been able to do and to be where she is at now. When Beyonce first came in, she was learning. And then the more that you're into it, the more you're going to learn, the more experiences, your ups and downs, your mistakes, people doing you wrong, knowing what to do, what not to do. Jay-Z groomed Beyonce to be the business person she is now. That's why when she comes out with the album, not this one she, that she came out with, but the last one, her marketing was like on point. So you have to learn from somebody. Why not learn from your husband if there are things that you don't know because you can trust your husband to tell you to do the right thing. Baby, baby, baby. So there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, I'm gonna let okay. you speak, but listen. No, no, no. I, Scrap, I listen. No, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I, go ahead. I, I, I was just gonna say, respectfully, I am very humble. My husband has groomed me. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not afraid to say that because see, this is the this is the thing baby, with when this is the thing this is the thing with marriages. Okay, is always sometimes the man or the woman saying I I I I I I I. It there is no I. It's us. It's we. It's a team. And then you have to give props where props is due. Just, and that's what's in a marriage. So sit back and relax. It's, it's humbling, baby. That's okay, all. well, it's just humbling. continue on being humbling, humbling and let humbling. me do some bragging rights. So scrapbook boxing, her brother Daniel will be fighting again as well. Okay, I'm glad you told me that. LOL, I hear you. Nice words of wisdom. Very true, Sheila. I fully agree. <laughs> oh, man, scrapbook boxing, he is like...
he's family. He's like, I like that. So Lauren, Pro oh, and also who's from Wales is Anthony Hopkins. If everybody knows him, he is an actor. So um, Tamia Bellic, I believe she is from Hungary. 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 You know what? I keep on saying hungry, and I do not know why. And when we get off of this, my husband's going to say, Sheila, did you do what you were supposed to do? I did. I put it in the pronunciations, and I'm still saying hungry. How do you pronounce it? Hungary. I'm not perfect, everybody. That's why I like the fact that I made that mistake, but he's going to get on me once. No, no I'm not. But baby, <laughs> let me just say this. But she has punching power. I... I guess I'm hungry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very it's very humbling when your wife speaks, you know, highly yes. of you. And oftentimes, you know, I'm just not real comfortable with this because, like I said, we're very private. So when she say these things publicly, it's 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 overwhelming, and I truly appreciate it. But I'm I'm more of the backdrop guy, but when I need to be in the forefront, I can make that adjustment. But uh, I, I think that it just, it, it, I guess it's just a good feeling when, you know, your wife acknowledges you and acknowledges your, your talent and your commitment and time into the marriage. And like I said earlier, Stafford Boxing, excuse me, the Stafford Boxing Report is more than just a boxing um, podcast. Um, we talk about marriage. We talk about life. Like this year be 14 years for us being married, holy married. And, you know, if I had to do it all over again, I would have saved my virginity until I met Sheila. And the reason why I say that is that, uh, like, Sheila's a very complete woman. And she is worthy of that type of gift. And I just... You know, but that just going through life, making mistakes. And I would encourage every young man and young woman to, you know, save yourself until you get married, man. It's a lot of things that can happen that can derail you from being intimately involved with someone prematurely when you haven't yet gotten yourself together. And as the, the kids, the boxers that come through our um avenue we want you to display a high level of discipline that's what's going to make you a world champion inside the boxing ring and outside of the boxing ring because without that discipline you're not going to make it it is discipline that allows us to be here before you talking on a podcast show we live a very disciplined lifestyle we, we watch what we eat drink plenty of water. We, we refrain from watching certain things, listening to certain things. And it's not say that we better than anyone. We just do what we believe that makes us who we are so that we can be a light in darkness. Facts. And just to finish up, she also has great punching power and she has some amazing defense. And with you saying that too, Anyone who's watching now or is going to be watching later or listening to the podcast on audio, if you are a trainer or a promoter and you would like to... Or a fighter. 
facts. Sorry about Female that. Female or male. You contact us. We would love to we have you We would love to have show. you on the show so you can have some exposure. exposure we what, said that at the same time. Is what we know that is needed plus, to, to help to help you all out. Plus, the Stafford Boxing Report is a, is a platform to prepare you to be in front of those big cameras. Like, let's say, when you boxing them, you know, ESPN or you across the world and you, you know, reporter got that microphone in your face. And so by you having the opportunity to come on the Stafford Boxing Report and, you know, get interviewed and talk, this is preparation for the next level. So we would like to use our platform as a springboard to help you mature and be confident as you speak in front of a camera the way you pronounce your words and how you avoid questions and how you answer questions. That's one of the things that uh, Talk and Fight offers to boxers is an opportunity to be groomed in front of the camera because some boxers just don't have that level of uh, teaching. They have not been taught correctly how to um, you know, speak and answer questions and to avoid certain questions and just your whole mannerism. So. We want to invite you to come and, you know, be a part of the staff for boxing. Now, I'm telling you now, right now, you might as well go ahead and get involved with us now because when we, don't be knocking, oh, man, can I be on your platform? We didn't get your opportunity. Then we're going to charge you. You see what I'm saying? It's going to be like that. You get what I'm saying? So we want people to, be with us as we grow, you know, so now that we can always go back to you when you advance in your career and, you know, look at it and say, you know what, baby, we was a part of this success. And that's what our aim and focus is, is to be a part of people's lives in a successful way, be it in the boxing industry or being outside in the community. That's what the Stafford Boxing uh, brand is about. It's a premium brand. This is a premium couple, a husband and, 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 and wife, Boaz and Ruth. Not Poaz, but Boaz. It's a difference. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, Grand Boy said, well said. And what I also want you all to do is to watch the podcast when we had Grand Boyce on, which was October 1st. And he can also go more into details October? about- I meant, oops. I am tripping it. Me, August. August first. <laughs> so, so. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna always <laughs> have my wife back. Always, cause I'm like that. Oh, I'm being funny today. No, August. Seriously, August first, because he was even talking about w with the gyms and the technology that they have with the. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, but baby, you know what? I think I just have like a lot going on in my head. You excited, baby? I, I really am. I know. Especially for that September tenth. With the with, with the, all those women, where are we where are we gonna go watch it? I don't know. We got to figure out what time is gonna be. Yeah, I gotta find out what's the the time difference. Boy, hold on one second before scrapbook box and Mr. Stafford Sheila is your queen. So when you're complimented, embrace it because she knows all of you. That's where the compliment matters. You're blessed, brother. 
And then he said, you're both blessed with each other. I appreciate that. But Scrapbook box, and we all have your back, Sheila. Hey, I, hey. I appreciate that, bro. But my hey. wife, she she gives me a lot of praise privately. And she lets me know privately. To me, that's that's more important, that she praised me when it's just me and her. Um, to say it publicly, it's just an icing on the cake for me. I mean, it's, it's cool, but I... Just Let me tell you something, though. I don't think that men are celebrated enough. I, even men who have children. Yeah, we have Father's Day. Yes, we have Mother's Day. But I always see Mother's Day is like everybody's going all out. But then I'm not saying that some people around the world don't show out for fathers. Don't get me wrong. I don't I can't tell you. The numbers because I have, I don't know, I haven't traveled all around the world. But from what I see, what I hear on social media, it's always a lot of times the females are bashing the men. The females are always bashing the fathers. So I just feel like men should be celebrated. I know that I do, I mean, I do, and I have a voice for women, of course. I'm always going to have speak about women and the things that they've done and experience and what they've gone through and just really acknowledge the women and appreciate women, which I really do. We go through a lot. We have experienced a lot, but we can't forget that men go through things too. And they have experienced some things and we're not men, so we can't understand how they feel mentally when, because men can be broken and a woman can break a man's spirit. So we have to be careful with our words. And then this is something that I've been thinking about too. Be careful with how you treat people. Be careful what you say to people because what ends up happening is when you do something wrong to somebody, it really affects them mm. in a bad way. So Throughout years, they carry that with them and they close up. Like me, I closed up. I hadn't had a friend, a female friend, in a minute, for over 14, 15, maybe 20 years because of the experience that I had with females that I thought was my friend. But now I'm seeing that God is restoring that. So, Sarah. Estella, Mary, and a young lady named Rhonda, mm -hmm. which I think I'll be working out with tomorrow. I'm going to try, well, but she's she going she to put it on. Serious, man. Hold on one second. Uh, um, baby, before uh, I forget, I wanted to uh, give a shout out. You know what? It to was, AK. Yeah, AK, and it's a, it's a it, God bless his soul. He went home to be with the Lord. He was a great mentor. His name is Dr. MC Norman. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a gospel song that uh, MC said that he wanted to, uh, wanted them to play at his home going. And so this morning I woke up and I just started thinking about MC and, and that song. And the song was performed by a husband and a wife. And next time I come on air, I'm going to have the, the couple name. But anyway, it would say, let the works I've done, doom, doom. Speak for me. me. And so anyway, I'm not a very, you know, 
We don't sing. I don't, I don't, I don't sing, but it was so much substance in that song, and, and so it get it got me to thinking about when Sheila and I time come, we want the work that we have accomplished or have done speak for us. And so through the Stafford Boxing Club and everything else behind the Stafford Boxing, we want to make sure that we prepare the next leaders to take this and take it to another level. And we hope that the young kids and men and women of all ages will be inspired, particularly those in the black community to see a positive um, couple that has a passion for people. And I think that my passion comes from God. Like I really have a passion to serve, to help, but I've learned over the course of my life is not to help someone to the point that it hurts me. And there were some situations that I put myself in because I overextended myself. And so with that being said, just learning about certain things in life, uh, I think that Sheila and I is definitely going to be a blessing to the young kids and young men that come through us and women, and women that comes through our program, through our, uh, our gym, through our business endeavors. And, you know, baby, you know, I, I wanted to say this to, to Mr. Bob Abram. Mr. Abram, Sheila and I are not confrontational people. We are not. We are people is driven by vision. And we see the urgency in our community to help these at-risk youth. And so when I was speaking with Sarah today and she said, it's nothing wrong asking for help. You know, and I'm trying to help these kids, you know, and in order to help them, I'm going to need help from outside resources, outside of my community. And we are not disrespectful people. We're not. We read things, we internalize it, and it gives us uh, information to have when we sitting across from an individual knowing who we're dealing with. Uh, Robert Green talks about that. He said, know the person that you're dealing with. So uh, we know who you are. We know your contributions to the boxing industry. We know what top rank is and what it has developed and evolved into. We understand that. But at the same time, respectfully, you know, Sheila and, and myself, we... We deserve an opportunity to to uh, sit across you, baby. Didn't you say you wanted? To yes, I I would like for Mr. Bob Aram to introduce me to his lovely wife, Mrs. Lovey. And when I was hey, speaking look, baby, about, we can have a double date. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can have a double date. Cause she's a woman that has discernment. I got my wife. You got your wife. And I know she loves you. We can you, sit down and talk over some you. kosher food, because I do like kosher food. Yes. I do, too, because where I grew up, all of my friends were Jewish. So we used to go to New York, and they had a Jewish town. And, boy, I used to just grub it all up. So I'm I'm definitely familiar. But I would love for that Man, I'm telling you. Yeah. So, look, before you even get to business, you know, 
get an opportunity to know the people who wants to to uh, get into a partnership with you. And I want to extend, me and my wife, we'll come to Las Vegas. i never been, you been to Las Vegas? No, not, I, no, not I that I ain't never been to no. Las Vegas. So that'll give us all the right reasons to come to uh, Las Vegas. And also, Mr. Bob Abram, I read somewhere where you said that you think that you may not live to see some of your uh, your prospect become world champions. But I pray and hope that God would extend your life so that you can see those prospects become world champions. Because that's one of the things that Cuss um, didn't have an opportunity to see with Mike Tyson. He saw some of it, but he didn't see the, 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 big, the big one. And so um, I know that Life is a gift and an extension of time only can be granted by the God that we serve. So I, I, I want you to be around to see your prospect, but I also want to, you know, meet your wife. And I want I definitely want you to meet my wife. <laughs> I love introducing people to a, a man <laughs> when it comes to Queen Sheila. You get what I'm saying? I love to introduce people to her because because she's such a beautiful woman. She's very classy. But at the end of the day, me and Sheila are not disrespectful people. We are not confrontational. Um, we understand. We're not about, bullies. No, we're not bullies at all. But we are determined. We are determined to 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 carve our piece of the pie in the boxing industry. Um I think there's a need for us and there's an opportunity for us. And we would definitely love to sit before you and and and, and your lovely wife, Miss Lovey. And uh, I've seen a picture of her and you're very blessed, sir, to have a, a, a woman like that. And so am I. But uh, like I said, I wanted to put this out on the airways. And, and let everyone know that uh, Sheila and I is not trying to demand anything. And we are not confrontational people. As I stated, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's important because sometimes people can take your passion and your desire as threatening or disrespectful. And we are definitely not that because... Why would you want to do business or get into a partnership with anyone if you feel that they are disrespectful or confrontational or emotional people? And so we are not emotional people. We just determined um, to, to meet with you. And we will feel very honored to have an opportunity to meet you and your lovely wife over some good kosher food. Baby, you you, you know what I like? Mm. I like them, um, them, them, them little... Uh, you know, at Kroger, when you go over there by that apple juices, yeah, the one the koshers, the mm -hmm. one that's. But at first they were like they were like glass yeah. apples, but now they're plastic. Yeah, they plastic. Mm -hmm. Man, that's the best apple juice in the world. If you ever want some some pure uh, uh, apple juice, go to Kroger. Well, it's two Krogers that we go to. One in the Jewish community off of North Drew Hills in Atlanta. And then the one off of uh, uh, Covington Highway in uh, Lithonia. And over there in that section, they got them apple juices. So 
they were like a. They used to be like 90, 90 cent for He's one. So thorough. <laughs> but now they, you know, inflation went up. You know what I'm saying? And they probably about two two dollars now. Nah, they nah they one fifty. Oh, okay. They one fifty, and man, I'm talking about man. You drink one just man. You drink. can't really drink it like nah. guzzle it down. It's nah. like one of those drinks where you put some in your mouth and you just have to taste it like. You just have to enjoy it, I guess, like a nice glass of wine. Yeah, it's 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 real refreshing, and it's healthy, and it's kosher. So anything that's kosher, you know it's a rabbi somewhere in that kitchen, somewhere in that process, making sure that, you know, nothing is off script. And so they watch what they put into their food, their products, or whatever. I do like the Jewish community. Matter of fact, I was reading something in the Bible, and it was talking about the spirit of the Lord was on the Jews, Jewish, excuse me, the Jews as they crossed over. So that same presence that was on the Jews is the same presence that's on Sheila and I. And and, and we believe God's presence is on us and I, I I would never imagine in a million years that me and Sheila together would be doing something like this, particularly in boxing. And like I say, he showed us a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a lot of milk and honey over there. Hoo-hoo! Oh, I, mercy. Look, okay, I wanted to say something about the promoters, too. Um, Eric Boy said, you two are amazing together, dream team. Thank you. Scrapbook Boxing, absolutely. La Familia, Eric. Sings to us all good. Scrapbook boxing is the message that matters. Facts. So I just want to say to the promoters, treat your, your, your fighters and all your staff with respect and be honest with them. And when you do your contracts, be specific. Nah, baby. Make sure they have a lawyer. No, I'm not finished yet. You didn't let me finish. My bad. My bad. Because like I said, with the Reform Act, it, they have to be specific. Okay. Within the contract. Okay. So what I'm saying is, yes, they do need to have a lawyer. And also to the lawyers, anybody who's a lawyer that's watching or you know a lawyer, if you know that there's a boxer that may not understand English, they can't, they don't speak English really good, they can't, and anybody who does not understand how the contract is written, bless your services at least one time and help mm. them out because you never know. Mm. You may be serving them for a lifetime. Mm. So always sow that seed. Look, I know everything is going up, but sometimes you do have to sow a seed. So that's it's just pro bono services. Yeah, and, and you know, do it. Oh, oh no, no, and baby. help them out. No, no, no. A it's love not, offering. Yeah, because I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sow yeah. a seed of your services yeah, yeah. into that boxer yeah, yeah. early on because that boxer that you sowed a seed into could develop into a world champion, a, a unified yeah. world champion. Yeah. And he getting millions. Yeah, he getting that guac, that bread, that, that you know what I'm saying, them chips. And so by him doing a kind gesture yeah. 
in the beginning of his career, now trust is built between them because um, trust is very important in the boxing industry. It's a lot of shady things that goes on. I don't understand why people that are in the boxing industry just do the things that they do. And it's crazy Baby, because... It's what not you, just what in the boxing industry. I mean, I know it's everywhere, but we're talking about in the boxing industry. It's, it's, I just, it's American greed. I, I get that, but at the same time, those that are doing people wrong... They're going to come back on you. Calm would them. you want somebody to do your mother like that, your daughter like that, your oh, niece, your nephew, your son like that? So... If you wouldn't want any harm to come to certain people who you're connected with, then why would you take advantage of people who are vulnerable? Because it's just like I was listening. I don't know what you were watching, but it was basketball. And a lot of kids, a lot of people, period, are coming from poverty. They're coming from some... The, the slums or wherever around the world. So then when they have an opportunity, then because they don't know, then you take advantage because they don't know. And the money that you're offering them is a lot of money to them. So yes, they are going to take it. And it just really bothers me about that. And then it gives people like us no, no, that ain't got nothing to do with us because the staff of boxing, we different. You get what I'm saying? Like MC Norman, that let the works are done speak for me. Oh, yeah, we coming to change the industry. We real, you know what I'm saying? And 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 I want to uh, give a shout out to that boy, Big Pokey, man. I was thinking about you this morning, brother, and I remember how in your career how it was silence. At first you was you was you was you doing a lot of music and then it was silence. And then people counted you out. And you went through some things emotionally and you was waiting for your time, but you know, you kept grinding and uh then next thing you know, you came out with your new stuff. And then I see that you made, you was uh, guest feature on uh, Megan Stallion, Stallion uh, album. Is he the one that did the Sensei? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Hey, man. Sensei! Man, that way. Boy, hey, man, look, man. Woo! Boy, doing a body rock on that boy. And... I, you know what, man? We really need to stop this gun violence in our community. And it, it kind of disturbs me when I see kids and teenagers, um, black men have these guns and uh, and just, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. And, you know, like, and, and, you know, I've lived a little bit to now see about change. That's when you know you didn't got older, when you see change. And it's it's crazy, man, how... You know, people just, I mean, just, I mean, just to take somebody's life, it's, it, it's, it it's means nothing. nothing. And I'm, I'm like, bro, like, when you take that person's life, you affect their family. The community. The community. You affect your life and your family. And it's the first thing that happened. 
you start asking for mercy when you go up before the judge before he give you a football number or give you an alphabet in life. And then you crying. Then you asking for lawyer money and, and bond money. And, and and can you put some money on my books and all this other type stuff? And it's like, bro, y'all don't even think before y'all make that decision, bro. And I'm telling you, man, these folk, man, these folk got something for you, man. And let me tell you like this here. I don't like to make stove. I like to go to the stove. It's a difference between making stove and going to the stove. And for those that don't understand, let me break it down to you. When you get incarcerated, and go to the penitentiary, be it state or federal. They have a sheet of paper where you can buy items, which is called commissary. So you go into the store. Your store consists of a list of items that's on this list. You can buy. No. I'd like to go to, if I want to go to Walmart, if I want to go to the mall. Oh, mercy. If I want to go to Sprouts. Whole food, the farmers market, the farm. See what I'm saying? I see what I'm saying. I'm free, and see that's the thing, man. Once your freedom is taken away from you, bro, you will look at life different. But it may be too late, and so that's why it's important. Our mission is to 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 do whatever we got to do for the Stafford Boxing Club and the, and the gym to keep these kids to from keep these the kids from going to the penitentiary. They you know what I mean? Have a safe haven to come to. Have a to safe haven, where man. Where it's going to be clean. Because when you out here, you talking about your guns and all that, but but behind that gated community, uh, you know, you're going to have to strap up. You're going to have to, you know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm saying? You got to come from here. And I don't think that it is a good lifestyle to be wondering somebody going to take your manhood every night or every day, or take your food, or you joining a gang just to survive, like living under that type of constant pressure. And me personally, me personally, man, our ancestors, bro, they, they, they were some solid folks, man. And the way how we behave in today's time, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I'm talking to the black community. I don't care if you went to college you ain't got your education or whatever. I'm talking to you. And I ain't I, I ain't biting my tongue. I'm talking to you. We need to tighten up, man. We need to get some straightening going on. We, we, hey, man, we should be embarrassed to be. Now, people say that we progress, but I'm trying to figure out where. So, okay, yes. Where? Okay, going through the front door, we progress because we used to come through the back door. Um, the jobs that are available today are because of the people who sacrifice. Nobody ain't sacrificing. And let me make this, yeah, and, and thank you, Holy Spirit. And, and and let me say this. I'm not no pastor. I'm not no preacher. I'm not no apostle. I'm not no minister. I'm not no evangelist. I'm none of that. I want to be a martyr for the gospel, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So if you want to put me in a category, that's what I want to be known as a martyr, that I stood on business, I stood on principle. And I was reading that in that John Maxwell book, 
and he was saying that if you stand on purpose, but if you turn around and compromise, you lose everything. You gain more by standing on big business than you do by compromising. And so Sheila and I, we standing. We're not compromising. We not we money, trials and tribulations, none of that. None, we don't compromise. And that's what makes us unique. That's what makes our bond strong, our covenant. I love my wife. I'm in love with her. I'm grateful for her. I'm proud of her. I look forward to celebrating our 14th year of marriage. I don't flirt. I don't cheat. I don't do none of that. And I'm not better than no one. I just That's just not what I choose to do. I'm a very disciplined man. You know, and by me being disciplined, this is the fruit of my labor to have my wife like not every man can say that their wives are with them as they build together. We building this together. I mean, this can only come from God himself, you know, and so I see men, they have this and but their wife have that. But then they trying to make it work. You know, so I boast in my marriage because to me, that's the ultimate level of success. A marriage is difficult. It takes it's a lifetime commitment. It's not a 10 year, 14, 20, 30, you know, and we want to bring a different element, a different spirit to our community. Which and is also going to affect other communities for real. globally. Because I'm getting tired of every time I turn on the internet, every time I get on the internet, I see something, somebody doing, like killing somebody over some, some cold french fries. You oh, feel yeah. what I'm saying? That, I think that happened in Man, Brooklyn. that's cap, man. That's just big cap, bro. It's just cap, man. It's just cap, man. And, and I think that when these men come before the people of God to preach the word of God, remember this, that is the most honorable job that anyone can ever have. And you will be accounted for how you manipulate God's word to take advantage of his people, bro. That big house, that money, them big rings, ain't none of that coming with you, but you will be judged. And so with that being said, man, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Stafford Boxing Report. I want to answer this question, though. Scrapbook Boxing said, where did it go? I'm so, oh, how long have you all had this awesome passion for the sweet science? I'll start off just real quick. I've always been into boxing. I used to fight all the time. I said that on the other podcast, July 4th. That was just something that I'd like to do. I know street fighting is different from being in the ring. Especially, I really got more into it when I saw Layla Ali, but by that time, it was too late. But I've said this so many times, I wish somebody would have grabbed me <laughs> sometimes because that one God's I know I, I would have been a beast in there because the passion that you see that we have really would have went into the training baby it's God too. that's the only way to really describe the passion and then the legacy of custom model his legacy gives us the passion facts because of what he contributed to uh, these those 
those young boys who are from the hood, from the ghetto. Thanks. So, and you and I understand in order to be respected in any industry, you must come a, a student of it. So our passion comes from our relationship with God. And once we see the vision that he placed in us, then it just amplifies. And what you see is organically. So we just passion. We have a passion for people. And boxing is a vehicle to help our community. Yes, yes, yes. So. Baby, you look beautiful in your Stafford boxing you. attire. You drill. You, you, you drill. You understand me? Yeah. And we will be having the Stafford boxing premium. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't listen. We got a we, we got a lot of inventory, and I don't like selling. You know, I I rather go to the website. Hey man, get you get the website it's because coming. every time they want to purchase something, you always want. You know what I'm saying, man? Give me, man. No, our stuff is premium. Like this, it glows in the dark. This glows in the dark. The boxing gloves, the bands, the bands, the the, the this glows in the dark. The boxing glove, everything that, that we have is, glows in the dark. That's, that's except our for the niche. Sock, except for the socks. That's that's our niche. Like we glow in the dark, right? So with that being said, when like Future said, when you go to them high end stores, you don't ask for no discount. Pay the price. This is premium product. We we not. I'm not with that. Don't ask me for no discount, bro. My price is what it is. It's our brand. It's premium. So you will pay a premium price because the people behind it is premium. Know what I'm talking about? Yeah. All right, everybody. We Oh, shout out to AK. Man, for real, man. AK, he goes to the college that I just graduated from. <laughs> IMGSU, believe that hashtag. And he is a very respectable Young man, Sam, he you really did a great is. job for real, man. Shout out to Sam, too. Yeah, that's my player partner, man. Hey, say, Sam, we need to get together, we need to break bread. And bro. Rodney Whitehead, as always, and for Darius real. Johnson, they've been our and my partner, Queen support. Green. Man, I love you, boy. You, hey, he another Georgia State alumni. Oh, and 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 your friend E. Oh, easy money, yeah, yeah, that boy from Granite City. Get what I'm saying, hey. We just want to thank all of our viewers that watch live, all of our viewers, whether they are actually viewing it or listening to audio, because you can watch it on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, as well as Rumble, and YouTube is always available. Man, we worldwide, man. Scram the whole world. If you can't listen, I mean, look at it. I just been mumbling today. Yeah, you all excuse me. We all have some of those days where we just fumble with our words, so you all have to excuse me. But you can also listen to it. That's on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, and Google. Bob Abram, we're looking forward to hearing from you. We would love to come to Las Vegas and uh, see your headquarters and just get an opportunity to be in your presence so that we can write off our bucket list that we was able to meet the Don Dada of boxing for and real. I've been, uh, let's see, Scrapbook Boxing said, I've been to over 500 world-class championship bouts since 1975. Wow. Arquello versus Olivers. Yeah, we're going to look that one up. 
Yes. We're going to watch that one. We're going to look at that one. Oh, and also go to the Stafford Boxing Club YouTube channel and like, share, and subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe to us as well. Talk and Fight is awesome. Oh, I would like to say thank you, Eric. Thank you, Graham. And shout out to the Talk and Fight family. One love. We already said how they can reach us. Oh, the Stafford Boxing Club on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as TikTok and Snapchat. Believe it. We're all over the place. So the gold nugget before we get out of here. I was just going to ask. Is discipline. Mm. You cannot be a champion if you do not have discipline. And we're not only talking about in the ring, in the ring we're talking about life. life. Without discipline, you will not make all A's in middle school, elementary, high school, and college. Without discipline, you won't set your alarm clock to get up to go jogging in the morning. Without discipline, you won't be able to be on time for work. Without discipline, you will not be a success. So discipline is very important in your life and so make sure that you listen uh, to the words that we are saying because it's coming from experience and through the uh, book for real baby you look good I love you thank you thank so you. much for the opportunity to be on the staff of boxing report we're going to talk about some more of the young ladies next week for that's sure. going to be the, on the undercard with the Savannah in Marshall fight. I'm really looking forward to seeing that one. And I'm right looking there. forward to Woo! being part of it too. You ready? Yes, I am. Go Stafford ahead. Boxing, the making of champions. <laughs>